0: This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th.
1: Welcome to the ice guys brought to you by the hockey podcast network this is the show that takes you into the world of the national hockey league every game every day from a sports betting perspective with pro handicappers alex b smith and ian cameron and veterans sports
0: writer jimmy murphy and now here's your host ian cameron Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, October 31st, and a happy Halloween, I guess, to everybody out there on this uh, uh, Halloween Sunday uh, edition of the Ice Guys. Um, Great to be with you, as always. Uh, Andrew McGinnis will be along momentarily, and we will uh, look toward the five-game NHL card uh, for this Sunday. Before we do that, though, as we always like to do, when it's a a busy card uh, on the the day before, Uh, and a lighter card the current day. We look back at the uh, previous day uh, and look back at some of the games that took place. Uh, Really the headline uh, stories across the NHL, the number one, I guess, headline result last night was the Florida Panthers undefeated no more. As they go down to defeat for the first time this year, uh, losing to the Boston Bruins by a score of 3-2. to And for the first time this year, uh, an L shows up beside the name of the uh, Florida Panthers. Um, give the Bruins credit, played a pretty good game. It was a pretty even game uh, back and forth. Uh, the Bruins certainly played a lot better uh, against the Panthers than they did in Florida, although it didn't take much for them to be better uh, against Boston, against uh, Florida, than they were the other night down in Sunrise. And they were. Uh, Linus Allmark had a very strong game in net for the Bruins. He had 33 saves on 35 shots, and it was a, a very good Win for the Bruins, considering they were trailing uh, two to one in the third period. Boston gets the uh, game tying goal, courtesy of uh, Charlie McAvoy, who, uh, of course, Jimmy Murphy saying has to have a very good year on the uh, Bruins blue line uh, if the Bruins are going to be uh, the team that hope has the season they hope to have. So I would concur with that. Uh, he got the tying goal, forcing OT, and then in the shootout, Charlie Coyle the only shootout goal, uh, and Boston wins 3-2, Panthers losing for the first time. However, Panthers still have at least picked up a point in every game. So even though the win streak to begin the year is over for Florida, the consecutive game point streak uh, rolls on for them uh, with at least getting a point last night uh, in that shootout loss to Boston. Uh, No Sidney Crosby's return spoiled by the New Jersey Devils last night. A 4-2 win for New Jersey. They got awarded a penalty shot. In a 2-2 tie late in the third period, Jesper Bratt finishes it off, uh, and they get the uh, 3-2 lead, and then they add an empty netter. So give the uh, devil's credit, and they outshot Pittsburgh 40-35. to And that's sometimes what you get from certain teams when they get two of their key players back. It's not always a given that they're going to step onto the ice, play their absolute best, and win the game. It's just not always going to work out that way. A lot of times you get those key players back and you know what happens? Everybody else decides, you know what? We're going to relax. Now we're going to take it easy tonight. Sidney Crosby's back. Jeff Carter's back. You know, we got our big guns back. We don't have to do as much. We may not have to work as hard. And next thing you know, there's New Jersey kind of outworking you at times last night uh, and end up getting the victory four to two. So that's the way it works. It's just, you know, subconsciously, you look at it and you say, we got Sidney Crosby back. We've got Jeff Carter back. We're just going to step on the ice and roll uh, to a, a great performance. And it's not always that way. Uh, and New Jersey proved it last night, 4-2 win uh, over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Chicago loses another. Uh, they actually had a a solid effort. Marc-Andre Fleury was spectacular in the game. It was by far his best game in a Blackhawks uniform. Not enough, though. Uh, as they lose one nothing couldn't find the back of the net and really for the Blackhawks from one game to the next there's one game they don't score any goals then the next game their defense collapses it's just they have not had that complete team game at any point this year which explains why uh, they're winless and uh Edmonton wins against Vancouver two to one Colorado beats Minnesota four one San Jose over Winnipeg two to one in overtime And it was learned right about an hour before the game that San Jose was without five regulars due to COVID-19 protocol, including head coach Bob Bugner. And again, sometimes you just assume a slam dunk for Winnipeg there doesn't work that way. Sometimes San Jose, a very gutsy effort, shorthanded, a lot of AHL uh, players littered throughout that lineup last night. Uh, when that game started because of the COVID issues that happened with the Sharks, and they still get the victory uh, over Winnipeg two to one in overtime. James Reimer had a really solid night in net for the Sharks, and uh, uh, a big win for San Jose because they had lost three in a row, kind of struggling again uh, to beat Winnipeg like that with a shorthanded team last night. Uh, very very uh, solid grits, gritty effort uh, from the uh, San Jose Sharks to win two to one. And how about the Calgary Flames? One of the more surprising. Results, just not that they won, but they won convincingly. They dominated the Flyers. They almost doubled them in shots. They controlled the play most of the way. Full marks to Calgary for that 4 0 win. In a usually what is a brutal spot for most teams, you return home off a very long, successful road trip, especially one where the majority of your games were in the Eastern time zone for a team that's playing out west like Calgary. For them to park that aside, still go out there and play. Pretty much a dominant game for 60 minutes against the Philadelphia Flyers. I can't say enough how impressed I was by that game from the Calgary Flames last night. And it's it, it, that's one of those results where, yeah, Calgary had the great road trip. But I'm like, I still need to see more, you know, in terms of being convinced that this team is really, really good. And believe it or not, I'm still not totally convinced, but that performance last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. That went a long way. That's like, wow, this team's really showing you something right here. That they kept it going back home after that road trip and still managed to put in a terrific performance, you know, back end out. You know, Markstrom was amazing again in net. And now that's uh, a, uh, he's on a a very, very big and lengthy uh, scoreless streak against him. He's been put a brick wall in net for the Flames. The blue line's been very good. You know, they're getting Monaghan now starting to step up and score for them uh, a little bit. Gaudreau had a goal last night. So guys that we've ridiculed in the past on this show for not stepping up, not bringing that offensive production uh, on a consistent basis, they both ended up hitting the score sheet last night. So I was very impressed by that win for Calgary 4 nothing in a very tough spot historically uh, when a team's coming off a long road trip like that and they shut out and dominate, not just shut out. Philly, 4-0, not just win the game. They dominated. I mean, uh, Philly at one point had four shots on goal late in the second period. That's it. So Calgary was in complete control of that game. Extremely impressive victory uh, by the Calgary Flames last night against Philly. All right, let's turn the page now to Sunday's action. We'll get going with Arizona and Carolina down in Kakalaki. This is a 1 o'clock Eastern uh, puck drop uh, down in Carolina. Uh, Carolina, minus 330 to minus 350 Home favorites, five and a half the total. Some sixes uh, showing up as well. So make sure you shop around for the best number possible. Uh, When you look at this game here between Arizona and Carolina, obviously Arizona's just been uh, in rough shape uh, all year. Uh, It's a Coyotes team that's still searching for their first win. Are they making strides of improvement in their performance despite the losses? I guess you could say that against Washington. I mean, they only lost two nothing. They at least kept the capitals down to two goals in that game. And one of them was an empty netter. So, you know, I guess you could say maybe defensively, they're making a little bit of progress, but you know, you're still seeing this team get outplayed and that's an effort issue. You know, when you're seeing now the last three games, Arizona, they've been outshot 40 to 21, 28, 25 and 31 to 16, you know, you wonder if the toll and the the psyche for this team you're just losing one game after another after another after another that eats away at you the longer it continues and i think we're definitely seeing that with arizona at this point in time uh, a, a confidence-less team um and the, the losses can like the, just when they think hey we played a little bit better defensive game uh we still get shut out and we lose two nothing to washington the other night worth noting for Arizona that except for a two to one shootout loss to the Buffalo Sabres, except for that one game, the other seven of their eight losses have been by two gold margins or more, which tells you that you, you just cannot be scared to lay puck lines with it against Arizona right now, Carolina. And then there was one uh, as an undefeated team uh, in the NHL and the Carolina Hurricanes are that lone remaining uh, undefeated team. Now seven and oh. Uh, just a very, very strong showing Friday night against Chicago, although the Blackhawks, as we know, are a bit of a mess right now. Uh, but seven straight wins to begin the year. And you look at Carolina, we talked about Arizona, most of their losses have been by margin. Other than a three to two Carolina win against the Nashville Predators, every other Carolina win has been by margin this year, at least a two goal margin of victory. So, you know, it's the the pieces fit for Carolina minus one and a half, minus one forty in this game. It sure feels that way. It sure looks that way. Uh, Vamelka will be in net for Arizona. And I'll give Vamelka credit. He played pretty well. I think it was his best game of the season against Washington, but it still wasn't enough for the Coyotes in that game. And it's going to be Freddie Anderson, the uh, Red Rocket, uh, here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, who has been absolutely terrific uh, since joining this team. Of course, you got a, a Jacob Slavin, by the way. I got I've meant- for days now to talk about him a little bit, single him out for Carolina. What a rock and what a pillar of strength, man, uh, on that blue line for the Carolina Hurricanes. This guy's just terrific. Skates the puck well, moves the puck well. His defensive positioning, the active stick in the defensive zone, good luck getting a good prime scoring chance against this guy. Uh, He's just all over the ice. He's he's one of the defensemen that nobody talks about because of the market he plays in, but he's a legit number one defenseman for any NHL team. Thumbs up to Jacob Slavin. This guy just keeps playing terrific hockey, anchoring that blue line uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. So for me, it's Carolina minus one and a half, minus 140. You could lean to the team total. That's basically wash, rinse, repeat for me with every game for a team facing Arizona that I've leaned to the team total over, that I've leaned to the puck line. But I think the puck line might be the stronger bet here because I could see 3-1-4-1 here for uh, Carolina today or three, nothing. I don't know if Arizona is going to score to be honest, because they got shut out by Washington, Freddie Anderson's on top of his game. Uh, so I think the Canes on the puck line is the best way to go here for me, at least, uh, in this game, we got Andrew McGinnis now with us uh, Andrew. What do you think here with Arizona, Carolina?
1: I just hope we get a bounce back day. And I'll be honest. Wasn't, uh, wasn't a great day yesterday. I, no, I don't, I don't know lot. about you.
0: Montreal LA over was my only win. And uh, other than that, um, no not not a good day uh and no. winnipeg was very very frustrating because yeah you think you got to lay up there with the uh, COVID issues with <laughs> san jose and i already liked them without the COVID exactly. issues with San Jose. and uh look i got worried the more that game went zero zero i'm like san jose's gonna rope a dope this thing uh and that's exactly what they did they just hung on and hung on and hung on and winnipeg tied it and winnipeg takes a stupid bad penalty in overtime and it's you know when you're short-handed and you're four on three in overtime, that's trouble. And I don't care how who, how short-handed you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a team can strike on the power play in overtime. And that's exactly what San Jose did. So tough one there.
1: Yeah. And I think it's that much funnier. I shouldn't even say funny, but the fact that it ends up going to overtime just to tease us. Uh, and then they end up dropping the game, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I've been talking about teams that have had such crazy problems. Uh, you know, schedule nightmares. Right. And, and I spoke earlier last week to you about Arizona and how they didn't really make it too easy on them. You know, it's not like they were mixing in any, any uh, easy wins for them by any means. I mean, let's be honest here. St. Louis, Edmonton, New York Islanders, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Washington Capitals. Seriously, what the hell did they do to piss off the schedule
0: makers, Ian? Cause that's just ridiculous. Not just a lot of road games, but yeah, tough teams, some of the best yeah. teams. And here's another one. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, looking down at their schedule, it just doesn't really seem like this is a good spot for them. I mean, then also also we got an Arizona team, you know, early start here in Carolina. You know, my lean here is on the under six. That's kind of where I, I'm looking towards. You know, I, I feel like eventually it gets to a point. I mean, let's even take a look and let's let's, let's try in some way, shape or form to give some respect to this Arizona team. I'm trying real hard here they only gave up two goals to Washington. And for a large part of that game, if you were a puck line better, you were sweating that out. And I'll be honest, I had the first period puck line in that one. Um, and it was a strictly a price thing. That's what it was for me. It was a price bet. Um, Cause I was getting plus one Oh five versus a minus number on the puck line. And you know, they, they just barely got that done. So as much as we've been on, and I use weeks. I I think you and I have both been making some money, at least on these Carolina overs. You know, I think Arizona gives up a a decent fight defensively here today. And Carolina is the kind of team that I think that they kind of play to their competition, not skill wise, but pace wise and Arizona look at the, look at their expected goals. Look at their shot percentage. It's horrible. It's embarrassing. Um, So I, I really look at this game and I think the under six might be a lean here. Also, For as long as I've been betting hockey, Ian, I can't tell you what the track record is, but (laughs) afternoon games on a Sunday, I like betting unders. I don't like betting
0: overs on those games. Yeah, I like the overs on the – well, when they had them on Sunday afternoons, the NBC games, like the national TV games. Mm. I find those ones actually are higher scoring – But the ones that aren't, yes, I I find they sometimes can be a little bit. And we're not going to have those anymore because NBC doesn't have the Mm -hmm. NHL rights anymore. It's gone to TNT and ESPN now. So That's a good point,
1: actually. Like a Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia Sunday afternoon,
0: that was always a bloodbath. It was always an over. Washington played mostly overs when they played on Sunday afternoons on television. So those ones I felt were high scoring. But the the ones that weren't televised nationally on NBC but were on a Sunday, not so much. It was more of a variance there.
1: I was thinking about this last night,
0: Ian, and, and, and I say this: this is this is I say this with complete respect
1: because I'm not having a good NHL season. But you know, I always joke around with people that, and I use this reference when I started doing the Korean baseball. I made it completely apparent that I had never followed the league before. Yeah, we were locked down to our houses. You know, I could didn't have much of a social life. I was at the time I was living with uh, two roommates, but you know, couldn't really do much. I was studying this league. Right, the reason why I bring it up is because i had no bias i had no bias opinions right and i think this season if you don't have any bias opinions and you're new to hockey you're probably doing better than, than people like you and i that have all these pre-made predictions because they're just auto betting <laughs> the great teams and auto fading the bad team i mean imagine if you just started betting hockey this year up yep. imagine every game you've probably faded arizona and every game you've probably bet florida and carolina or carolina
0: yeah well exactly yeah. you just pick up on who's good and who's bad and you know yeah. you don't really look at the schedule nuances or matchups or yeah. you know spots and there was just, a team Ian, in the kbo where i think i faded like every game yeah. <laughs> like i just went against them when we get into the and maybe this is something to factor in next year that when teams get off to a hot start they can ride the hot start for a while and then you're going to see even the better teams start to have more ups and downs in their results as the mm. season and the grind of the season goes on and you're going to start to see that now you're going to start to see some teams have more ups and downs like florida for as much as i love them you know they're going to lose some games you know yeah. they are well, that was one bright <laughs> spot of really my world. day yesterday yeah. hey i called that one yeah, you did. I mean, you did lean to the uh, Boston side there to get the uh, and Jimmy hand. I should say Florida. Yeah, and Jimmy uh, Murphy, on the, he actually wrote an article on that game, and he said, Boston 3-2 in a shootout. <laughs> and that's exactly what ended up uh, happening. So a good call by him. So uh, Andrew kind of likes the under here. I kind of like Carolina puck line. By the way, the last two meetings in Carolina, and this is why I prefer the puck line here today with Carolina rather than going team total. 3 nothing results both games for Carolina. I could see that today clearly. 3 nothing 3-1, something can like that. Can
1: we get an over 0.5 fights in this game, Ian? Can you, can you give me some odds? Th- for that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't see those props as often as i'd like to see them because i I wish they were posted more than they are and they're very sporadic at all yeah unfortunately uh, i haven't seen them much at all um so yeah i mean yesterday was a tough day what can we say i mean andrew said it i said it um that's the way it's going to be when you're doing a sport like this a long season 82 games uh in the regular season every day you're not going to win every day and uh, that's the beauty of doing this show too it's like uh You'll know when we win. You'll know when we lose. And look, you yeah. can't exactly uh, fudge the results or anything. We're on no, video never. saying what we like. We can't exactly say, oh, I yeah. didn't say that. Oh, I wasn't on that game. No, <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah, not. Definitely. So, uh,
1: definitely. But for the record, I mean, to and I think that I can speak for you as well. Like we, we're literally talking about every single game every day. Yeah. Right. So um, we want to give content. We want to give thoughts and predictions and, and whether or not I'm going to give a rant on a team or whatever, but, there's not going to be one day this year where I have on a ten game slate a pick on every game. Yep. <laughs> There's just not going to be. You know, I'm not personally putting money down on ten games in one right. day. So yep. I just want to make that clear. You know, like I'm saying, it wasn't a good day, but it's not because I played all ten games uh, from yesterday's Ice Guys show. It yeah, was yeah. just the ones that I hand picked and selected. And I'm sure I speak for you as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, there, are definitely there are multiple games I did not even. Uh, get to in terms of a bet uh, yesterday uh, on the uh, NHL slate for uh, Saturday. But uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the great that put it this way. Would you rather, I just say for all the games that I've got very, very lukewarm opinions on, would you rather I just say, I got nothing here, pass. I got nothing Ooh. here, pass. Or would you at least like me to give you some info, some analysis, and at least a pick or a lean of exactly. some kind? Well, of course. I know I know what our viewers and our listeners would prefer. Yeah. They want something on the game, some kind of lean, opinion, analysis. So that's what we do here. We yeah. analyze every single game. doesn't mean we bet every single uh, game, but we give you an analysis. We give a lean. We give an opinion. And if you want to bet it, you can. So that's the beauty of doing this show, and it makes it one of a kind.
1: I got to give a quick shout out, Ian, to uh, Ed Drake tuning in in the YouTube live. Uh, he knew exactly the team I was talking about in the KBO. So shout out to Ed there for that uh, that comment uh, in the KBO Hanwha Eagles. And uh, that was fun. That was a fun team to fade. But before we get going, the next game, yeah, just to echo off your what you were saying there, Ian, you know, we do this show every day. Uh, I try not to miss. I think I've missed one show since I've been back with you guys. And, yep. you know, so it's one of those things where, I'm going to be with you guys for a long, for a, you know, all all season. We're going to be chatting, catching up, having small talk, talking about these games. So, I think that I always say to people, if I can come in here one day smiling ear to ear and tell you guys, like, man, it was a good night last night, then you have to be able to do the other side of it. You know what I mean? I always say to people that you can't only do one part. So. Uh, if, if someone, if you notice, if you watch a betting show and someone every day is acting like it was a winning day, then there's something kind of fishy there. So I'd right. rather come in here and just say, hey, hey, it wasn't a great day.
0: Let's get it going. Of course. And like I said, we, if, even if we said, ah, a great winning day, another winning day eight and we come in here 10 or 15 winning days in a row on a show where our picks are documented in video form, people yeah. can go back and say, wait a minute, 15 winning days in a row. You sucked six days ago. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? you know, obviously. So, you know, we're, we're, we're transparent here and that's another thing that's uh, great about the uh, ice guys. And it's like, and, and plus kind of have to be, we're on video. I've said, <laughs> I've said this a bunch already. It's like, just, we can't, because uh, there was something a couple years ago, or I think it was last season. It's like, uh, you guys are fudging the records or something. How can we fudge anything? We're on the video talking about giving our <laughs> picks. We can't exactly fabricate that now, can we? Um, uh, but it's just funny to hear some of the, uh, The uh, critics out there sometimes that pop out of the woodwork every now and then. All right, next up, we've got Buffalo and Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles minus 125, minus 130. uh, Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Sabres, wow. Uh, The run continues. Five, one, and one. Uh, On the verge of a Jack Eichel trade from the sounds of things, all the NHL insiders seem to think something is very, very close, potentially imminent. Uh, between the Buffalo Sabers and Vegas Golden Knights in terms of a deal to send Jack Eichel to Sin City, um, so we will see how that uh, transpires if that indeed comes to fruition. But on the ice, it's not affecting the Sabers. Uh, back-to-back wins for them against Tampa Bay and Anaheim. They get their road trip started out right with a four-three win uh, over this Anaheim team. Uh, Los Angeles uh, snaps their six-game skid, five-to-two victory uh, over the Montreal Canadiens. One of the few things I got right yesterday. Don't uh, in that game and uh, just a defensive uh, f- crumbling essentially from the uh, Montreal Canadians uh, in that game yesterday. I kind of lean Buffalo here. It's a small bet. I like the Sabres here at a little bit of a plus price. They've got the rest advantage. And by the way, there's no travel. Not only is Buffalo not played since uh, Thursday when they played Anaheim. So two days off, but there's no travel. When you make that Anaheim LA road swing and play the ducks and the Kings on the road back to back, you stay in the same hotel mm-hmm. it's a bus ride down the highway down the i uh, the, the freeway there to go from anaheim to la so this is not big this is not this is no travel the Buffalo Sabres going from the Anaheim game to LA and with two days off and you've got the Kings on the second of back-to-back now no travel for them but they did play yesterday they're 0-5 in their last five games on the second of a back-to-back you look at the series history here Sabres have done well against the uh, Kings four straight wins head-to-head against the Kings Um, this is just one of those situations where yeah when LA's you know an underdog I'm interested when they're minus 120 minus 130 like this Um, Not so much. And against a Buffalo team, believe it or not, they've got most of their wins with Anderson. And that's shocking to me because I think Anderson, I thought he's on the downward slope of his career. Well, they're going to have Dustin Tokarski in net, And I'm higher on Dustin Tokarski uh, than Craig Anderson. Uh, He played well for uh, extended stretches last year uh, for this Sabres team. He's going to be in net. It's going to be Jonathan Quick probably uh, on the other side because of the fact Cal Peterson uh, got the start yesterday. I mean, just the one win. Uh, for tokarski against new jersey but man was he sharp or actually was a loss they lost two to one uh, but he was terrific 37 saves on 39 shots uh, in that game he was very very sharp in net for uh, the sabers that day so i like buffalo a little bit here at the plus price Uh, andrew sabers kings yeah you can get buffalo in regulation
1: plus 180 and that's kind of what i've been doing here a little bit with these short dogs just taking it that much farther ian um and, and taking them in regulation i think long term when these it's kind of like when you look at a uh, short dog last year in the nfl how many times they were just winning outright that's kind of my methodology here with the regulation wager i'll turn this plus 110 into a plus 180 for the buffalo sabers Takarski, you know well i agree with what you just said but at the end of the day we also can't argue with the fact that anderson has been playing well here but it just goes to show that they actually do have a decent goalie tandem here And I think Takarsi's come a long way. You look at what he did. He used to play for the Canadians. He built his way through the farm system. And now you find yourself on a Buffalo Sabres team. And honestly, what better of a team to kind of build your, your your reputation with than a bad team? Well, don't tell them they're a bad team, but you know, you, you can kind of develop a lot, a lot better. You can look at the shots against, you can look at all these stats and, and the expected goals against, And you can look at it and say that, you know what, he's actually playing some pretty quality hockey dating back to even later to last year as well. Um, And also, I don't even think Buffalo's been playing that poor defensively. I really don't. I mean, it's time to put some respect on them. And um, when they when they played just a few short days ago, uh, I, I, I really thought that that game was was, you know, was done. And I think the Buffalo did, too. So sometimes I look at a team like that and an example like that, and I, I kind of look to fade the team the next time around because they let Anaheim crawl back into the game, Ian. But I simply think the Buffalo thought the game was over and they took their foot off the gas pedal. And in this instance, that's okay with me because if they wouldn't have done that, they would have dominated that game. And let's not forget, like you said, it was a really good point you made there uh, against teams that aren't, you know, uh, you know, top tier teams, even like they beat Tampa Bay, scored five goals on them, but um, Boston and stuff like that, they're putting up numbers. And then in games where they're not putting up numbers, they're not allowing much either. You know, like that game they played against Arizona. They only beat them 2-1, but they only allowed one goal. So in games where they're not getting the pucks, the the goal support, they're also just playing really well defensively here. So I think it's a good spot here. I think we're probably going to get Jonathan Quick between the pipes, and let's be honest, I'll rip on my own team for a second here, Ian. A lot of those goals, I'm not saying they weren't nice. There were a couple set-up goals last night, but it was a defensive disaster last night for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, they were
0: hideous. They were absolutely brutal. Yeah. Yep.
1: I was out. I'm, I'm I'm. happy I was out running errands. It was funny. I was I was trying to plan it so I can get home on time, right? And then the second I saw that game start to slip in the second period, in the third period, I was like,
0: I'm in no hurry to get home. <laughs> I'll just stick around here. I don't need to watch this monstrosity taking place there (laughs) in uh, La La Land. So uh, yeah, I mean it was a bad game for uh, Montreal. Now the flip side is LA snapped a losing streak. It gives them a little momentum, propels them into this game today, and they carry it over. I don't know. Uh, They might, but it's just a price bet that uh, at for me at Buffalo plus one. That's pretty crazy though, eh?
1: You can turn that plus one ten into a plus one eighty.
0: Yeah, and I you think it's one
1: thing I've been trying to do a lot lately. I think a lot of people only use the regulation three way. Actually, I did a podcast with somebody a couple of days ago on Friday, or and they were saying they do that as well. They're saying that people only turn use regulation three way lines when they're betting a team that's originally like minus two hundred. Yeah, but it's always there. It's not like it's not available.
0: Yeah. No, you can do it. You can just yeah. make a dog, a bigger dog in this yeah. uh, situation with the uh, Sabres. So we'll see how they fare in LA. Uh, speaking of Montreal, they're next up. <laughs> we get to talk about them again, uh, Montreal and Anaheim. Uh, this is again, this is what Buffalo's doing LA to Anna or Anaheim to LA and Montreal's doing it uh, vice versa. LA to Anaheim LA yesterday, Anaheim mm-hmm. today, back to back, even money, both sides, five and a half, the total here uh, in this game um, at this point in time, um, I've been uh, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Anaheim to uh, shore up things defensively. They're not doing it. I mean, that's six straight overs now for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, They've given up six to Edmonton, five to Winnipeg, four to Minnesota, four to Winnipeg, four to Buffalo, five to Vegas. I mean, they've given up four goals in every game during that stretch. And, you know, this team's defense has come unglued and chickens have come home to roost. There was a few games early in the year. The high-quality chances were being uh, surrendered. The shots uh, were, were a high number were being surrendered, surrendered, and the pucks just weren't going in for the opponent against this Anaheim team. Well, now they are, and uh, I'm just going to ride it at this point. I'm on over five-and-a-half here with the Canadians uh, and the Ducks. Uh, Anaheim's offense has been good. I like what I'm seeing. Troy Terry stepped up. Trevor Zegras in his first full year in the NHL is making an impact, so they found their way to score goals, a three stri- – three- plus goals now in four straight games for the Ducks. So their offense is starting to come together a little bit for them here. And they're taking on a Montreal team on the second of back-to-back games. So you worry about you know fatigue, and fatigue usually means defensive mistakes at times. You could say, boy, did we see defensive mistakes yesterday uh, from the uh, Montreal Canadiens in that 5-2 loss. Uh, we'll see how they fare here. They've had no his, uh, success in Anaheim. They've lost five straight Uh, here to the Ducks uh, in Anaheim. Um, I'm not going to take Anaheim either, but uh, I understand why the money's come in on Anaheim. Anaheim's, you know, dominated Montreal here in this building, and it is back-to-back games here for the Canadians. But uh, I like the over more. And Montembeau, by the way, Sam Montembeau is going to be in net today. Talked about the hesitancy a few days ago on the show of uh, Dominic Ducharme going with Montembeau, giving his struggles in preseason. Well, he figures it's time finally to give Jake Allen a rest. He needs it. Uh, and it'll be Samuel Montembeau and net. And uh, look, it hasn't mattered whether it's Stolars or even John Gibson, who's given oh. up goals lately for Anaheim. Right. So uh, five and a half for me over the total. When I see teams that are on these streaks to the over or the under for that matter, I just ride them once they get to the point where it's been five, six straight like it's been for Anaheim. So for me, it's Habs, Ducks over five and a half. Andrew, what do you like in this one?
1: Yeah, and it's hard to ignore that shot percentage, uh, uh, something I've been talking about a lot on this show recently. It's it's actually quite impressive <laughs> for the Anaheim Ducks right now. Uh, you, you take a look at it for them. Um, they're top, let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, they're eighth in the league in shooting percentage. It's unbelievable. I mean, what that pretty much means to people out there is, you know, the sh- it doesn't matter how many shots you take. It's, it's, first of all, the dangerous scoring opportunities, but also what percentage of your shots are going in. And, you know, a lot of people love to complain about the fact that this team had 35 shots, but they didn't win the game. doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. You know, uh, I tuned in for a second, actually, Ian, last night, uh, Cabby Richards. He was on as a guest spot with uh, Steve Dangle on their Sportsnet Live. And Steve Dangle was ranting about the fact that the Maple Leafs, he says, I don't care about shot count anymore. I care about, you know, shot percentage and, and goal expectancy. And that's to be honest with you, exactly what we've seen from the Ducks. You know, like it, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's very similar to a, a soccer team that controls thirty percent of the possession, but when then when when they counterattack, you better watch out. You know, uh, one important thing to mention here: I was looking at a lot of quotes and, and stuff, and it was hard to kind of read between the lines. The Canadians did hold a players-only meeting yesterday in LA uh, after their loss against the Kings in the, in the evening. Um, it seemed like it was really long. Uh, a lot of the beat writers I follow, they were kind of complaining a little bit that it took a while to get those players out of the locker room to answer questions, um, and, and, and stuff, stuff like that. So, you know, I think that players only meetings often do spark the club, but it also kind of is a big message to the top guys, not yeah. the bottom guys. It's a message to the top guys to get going. Look, I, I, I have a, I have a long leash with a guy like Cole Caulfield, but, for someone that played so well in the playoffs, yeah. he seems quite Terribly nervous out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I was reading something where somebody was saying that they think it's because he was playing the same guys every night, so it's easy to you know know who's going to be marking you and and who's out there. But I don't know. I don't think, really think that's much of an excuse. I just feel like the team's not playing well, so it's a lot of pressure on him. But. He's
0: done nothing. Yeah. Suzuki's, Suzuki's a 200 done nothing. foot guy. Five but assists. That's it. Five yeah, no Yeah, We goals don't have yet. him there to Pop play a, terrible. Yeah, yeah.
1: We don't have him there to play a Philip yeah. DeNot role. You know, yeah. uh, we want him to play like Bergeron, but Bergeron scores and still creates, you know. And right now Suzuki's not really doing that too much. But um, look, I'm call me crazy, Ian. But uh, I'm looking at the over two and a half team total here for the Montreal Canadiens. off uh, a loss, I get it. Um, Off a pitiful performance, I understand. Anaheim Ducks—they have been scoring, but Montembeau. Look, we all know what the story is with him. People don't trust him. They don't. Nobody trusts him, you know. But I think this is a big spot for him to come in. And you know, I've been tweeting and, and ranting quite a bit about the. I think it's embarrassing the Habs fan base right now. What they've been saying after their team went to a Stanley Cup final. Even though they have a piss poor record right now, they're acting like the sky is falling and the season just started. I'm not a fan of that. Um, Give Montembeau
0: a shot there. It's a a rough start, but it is October still. I mean, we yes, exactly. Long season ahead. Yeah.
1: Let the defense, you know, do their thing and uh, try and pot some goals here. Because the one thing I will say is that they didn't give they you know they didn't really give up. And people have been saying they have. And in some games, they might have. Look at the game against the Kraken. I think they might have packed it in early. But in this instance alone, I don't think that – I think they're going to give a full 60-minute effort, and they'll get me at least three goals here.
0: Yeah, the Montreal team total makes sense. Uh, I I think I looked to bet that earlier in the week. Actually, the Seattle game, I lost with it, and I took it in the San Jose game, and it won. So – uh, the team total, I should say, for Montreal. So feels like a spot where they should – again, Anaheim's given up four goals in six straight games. So yeah. this should be a spot where Montreal plausibly can get you three goals. Certainly should have the focus and the intensity to do so. Uh, Early start as well Ian,
1: for everybody yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific. So team total over 2.5 for Montreal for uh, Andrew, and I like the full game, uh, over 5.5. Before we go to our last two games, a reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook – is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. They've got you covered. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game today. We've got a huge NFL slate, and if they do – You win $200 in free bets, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If DraftKings isn't available in your state, don't worry. They won't leave you empty-handed. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200. Dollars in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use that promo code THPN. All right, we got two games left on this Sunday slate, Columbus and New Jersey. Uh the Devils, minus 130 home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. And, and as I mentioned in the Saturday recap portion of this show, you know, sometimes it's it seems, hey, we got Sidney Crosby back. Life's good again. We're gonna just step on the ice and win. It doesn't work that way. Uh, New Jersey was even, if not maybe slightly better than Pittsburgh last night. Shots, territorial playoff. The Devils played a very strong game. Lindy Ruff wasn't thrilled with their effort against Calgary uh, a few nights ago. And the Devils certainly brought that last night. And they get a 4-2 to win against Pittsburgh. However, this is not a Devils spot. You know, you beat Pittsburgh, uh, spoil Sidney Crosby's return, and now you're coming back home. And now you're playing the second of back-to-back games. And now it's Brad Larson. Coming into this game, kind of like Lindy Ruff going into the game yesterday, Brad Larson's turned to be a little bit upset and ticked with his team. They, he wasn't thrilled with the effort and their shutout loss to the Rangers uh, on Friday night. I'd expect Columbus to bounce back, be better here. It's Corpus Salo, by the way, in net. They're giving Merzlikens a rest. Don't know if I love that for Columbus, but you know he's still capable. He didn't have a good start his last time out, but Corpus Salo is still a goalie that can go in there and play relatively well uh, from time to time. Uh, Hopefully today is one of those days for New Jersey. uh, It's probably going to be Scott Wedgwood after Jonathan Bernier uh, got the start last night against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I would think they'll go to Wedgwood, who's probably the weaker of the two options right now. They're still awaiting Mackenzie Blackwood's clearance uh, to return to the team, which is imminent, but it's not going to happen right away. Uh, And you look at it from a a matchup perspective here. This is the first time all year for New Jersey. They're playing the second night of back-to-back games. Columbus has owned this series six and one. Uh, the last seven trips to New Jersey here for Columbus against this Devils team, kind of like Buffalo. This is another short road underdog that I'm interested in uh, here with uh, Columbus at the plus price. Andrew, what do you think here? Jackets and Devils.
1: Yeah, I won't take up too much time uh, right there with you. Um, obviously, I would like to have Elvis in the building. Um, well, I guess he'll be in the building. But, be uh, in the
0: building and be on the bench, yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: I had to try and use it when I could. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I like, I like Columbus. I think it's a good bounce back spot for them. And I, I'm always talking about uh, certain teams that have that ability to throw in another goaltender and I can trust them a little bit. And uh, to be honest with you, that's why I'm going with Montreal's team total uh, just to go back to that game for a second and not them on the money line. Cause I don't really trust their goaltending, but in this game, I do trust Corpus Alli to be out there. Um, New Jersey. Look, it was a good effort from them and take this with a grain of salt because I was on the Pittsburgh Penguins. But first of all, that, that should never have been a penalty shot. Like 99 times out of a hundred, that's not a penalty shot. What happened in that play? How many penalty shots do we even see a week, a month, a year in the NHL? Especially two,
0: state? two tie three, yeah. four minutes left in the third it's period. It's
1: yeah. It was and, a and dubious usually skirt. it's stick work, right? That causes the penalty shots. That was a push. He pushed him. That, that's, that's, an interference that's a rough it's something like that tripping or uh you know cross-checking penalty give them two minutes on the power play and see what they can do but i gotta give him credit man he goes down there after he's injured i think it was Jesper brat yeah goes down there and just licks it through the five hole i mean great great goal on him but another goal the devil's head i'm pretty sure it was a, a cross ice pass off the skate of a pittsburgh defenseman in the goal past Jari. I mean, I think it was a great game, great battle for the Devils, but I think Columbus is much better than people are giving them credit for. And what I also love is they're off that loss. You know, they're off that loss against uh, the Rangers, what's what seems to be a little bit of rivalry with them. Um, so they're getting the defense for the most part. Um, they didn't get it in that last game against the Rangers. Now it's time for Corpus Alo to kind of get out there, give them a good performance. And I feel like this team has the top six to be able to put some goals up against the Devils here on a back-to-back with a Devils team that I think will be pretty satisfied. You see the way they celebrated that win last night? Like they just made the
0: playoffs? Oh yeah, well, that was a big win. I mean, Sidney Crosby's back. Pittsburgh's a lot more at full strength last night and they knocked them off. So, uh, it was a very good win for New Jersey, but now they're back home. It's it's not exactly the best environment for home ice there in New Jersey uh in a, for an afternoon game and uh Columbus, yeah, I think Bjorkstrand's been very good this year and even Lyon, a Uh, you know, has uh, had a little bit of a better, uh, maybe he's enjoying coaching, being coached by Larson instead of Tortorella. But uh, (laughs) nevertheless, Lion at least been more noticeable so far to begin the year for Columbus than he was most of last year. So uh, you factor that in. And of course, Columbus too. Columbus hasn't lost two in a row yet too. You look at their previous losses, 4-1 to Detroit. Next game, they beat a very good Islander team. They lose 5-1 to Carolina, bounce back the next game and beat Dallas 4-1. So this team's done a good job a bad performance rallying the troops and being better the next time out so we'll see if that pattern continues here in this one all right the final game uh, for this sunday slate new york rangers seattle Kraken. uh the rangers minus 115 road favorites five and a half the total uh, in this game it really should be a good hockey game you got the rangers starting a road trip uh, a Ranger team that's been great on the road this year, and that's not surprising. They were actually a pretty good team to back on the road last year as well, better than at Madison Square Garden, to be honest with you. They're 4-1 and on the road this year, starting a, a road trip that's going to take them through Seattle and then Western Canada uh, after that. Uh, so a lot of road games coming up here for the Rangers. Uh, they ended their homestand with a 4 nothing shutout over Columbus. Uh, Seattle, 2-1 and so far on their first ever homestand at Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, in Seattle, they really could be, and I think should be three and zero. I've said it a bunch that they probably should have won the Vancouver game as well. They outplayed the Canucks that night, but uh, definitely outplayed Montreal and definitely outplayed Minnesota. You know, they carried the game to the Wild uh, in that four to one win, and this is their final game of this homestand before they hit the road for a couple of games. Uh, it looks like on the road after this for Seattle. Yeah, they're in Edmonton. It looks like after this on uh, Tuesday night. So. This is the end of the homestand. I expect Seattle Seattle doesn't want to end the homestand 2-2. Two and two. There's a big difference between 2-2 two and two and 3-1 and one, uh, on this four-game homestand. So I expect great effort from Seattle. But it's also, for the Rangers, first game on a road trip. Uh, and on the road, the Rangers have played very well this year. So I expect a good effort from them. So this is two sides I don't want to go against here uh, in this spot. So it's a pass for me in this game. But it's probably the game I'm most excited to watch. tonight, And it's the only game really tonight because it's a 9 p.m. Eastern- uh, 6 p.m. Pacific puck drop uh, in Seattle. But fascinated to see how this one uh, plays out. I'm really liking the fact that Seattle's getting offensive contributions from really a bunch of different sources. That's a good sign for a team that, you know, coming into the year, we were worried about that forward depth. Yeah, and you look at their offense lately, there's just a bunch of different guys uh, contributing uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken on a nightly basis. You look at the last game, you got Hayden Flurry from the blue line chipping in you got the Giordano chipping in. You've seen, obviously, Brandon Tanev run amok uh, the last few games from an offensive standpoint. Uh, you know, uh, Wenberg's been good. Gord's had some offense for you. Uh, you know, they've, they've really, really had a little bit of offense from a variety of sources. And that's nothing but positive uh, for this Seattle team. So this is the one game today that I can. Uh, pretty much confirmed that I'm probably not going to be involved in it from a betting standpoint, at least before puck drop. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts here, Rangers and the Kraken.
1: You know, I'm on, I'm passing this game as well, Ian, you know, there's, there's some different angles I wanted to look at in this game. Uh, I have a partial lean towards the under. I still believe in my heart that I think the Seattle team is going to be an under team on the season, but I don't know, man, some of the goals they're scoring, it's kind of making me scratch my head uh, and they're playing at home let me wait till they get on the road. I'll start taking some unders with them. Look for some yep. of this uh, stuff to slow down here with them because
0: they're, they're pushing the pace at home right now, We're pushing so, yeah. the pace at home. They're feeding off the energy of that crowd and it's leading to the goals coming in. And I think the pace being higher and, and the game's going over the total. And uh, they've had uh, uh, two games that have gone over the sea. Well, Seattle, Vancouver was a push. It landed on six. And then the Seattle Montreal game went over the total and Seattle, Minnesota just barely stayed under, but, uh, barely in four one Seattle scored four goals and with this total being five and a half yeah if I if I were to lean under I would have preferred six in this game uh than yeah. the uh, five and a half so that's tricky from a total standpoint I'll say this about the Rangers when they go on the road I think they try to play defensive-minded tight tighter checking we've seen evidence of that the Nashville game on the road the Ottawa game uh, on the road the Toronto game on the road the Montreal game on the road all but one Ranger road game so far uh has gone. Uh, over the total or uh, all but one ranger uh road game has gone under the total i should say so they've played a lot of unders on the road you could see that continue here but uh yeah just a a really fascinating game to watch though because uh, rangers playing good hockey especially on the road and seattle's had a nice three-game stretch here at home so two teams that are coming into this game in good form we'll see uh, if that continues here all right great stuff with andrew mcginnis that's the sunday card of course we'll be back tomorrow on monday brand new week 2 p.m. Eastern for the Monday edition of the show. It'll be me, it'll be Andrew, and it'll be Jimmy Murphy uh, on the show tomorrow. Alex has taken a couple days off to clear some things up, but he'll be back Tuesday. Tomorrow's a very short slate, three games tomorrow, so it'll be a very short card, very short show tomorrow with just three games, and then we'll have the whole crew back on uh, the show on Tuesday for a very big Tuesday NHL slate. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Uh, Andrew, we'll wrap it up with best bets for the Sunday card. Uh, what do you like for best bet? What
1: will I select for the best bet for today? Uh, you know what? Give me the Blue Jackets on the money line here, short dog. Uh, I'm 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 riding with them. I think they bounce back. Uh, I think they get it going here. I think the Devils are feeling good about that performance last night. I feel like it's a great spot for them and a great price.
0: All right, Columbus plus one twenty. A uh, best bet for uh, Andrew McGuinness. Mine's going to be Montreal, Anaheim over five and a half, uh, minus one ten. I think Montreal will score and I think there's going to be some urgency, which means they're going to be throwing pucks toward the Anaheim net An Anaheim team. That's given up four goals in six straight games at least. And on the flip side, Montembeau one start this year. Well, first of all, he struggled in the preseason one start in the regular season that came against the Buffalo Sabres. He only gave up five goals. No big deal. Uh, so uh, d- definitely I don't trust him uh, in between the pipes and Anaheim has scored three plus goals in their last few games. So Five and a half, I think we get over that. So uh, Montreal-Anaheim over five and a half for my best bet on this Sunday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple podcasts spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. download the podcast make sure you do it for andrew mcginnis i'm ian cameron have a great sunday enjoy the nfl enjoy the nhl uh happy halloween once again to those uh, everyone out there Uh, enjoy the games and good luck and we'll, we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.